Hey there. Welcome to Magnolia Motherhood. I'm your host, Lizzie Wynn, and I am excited to have you here with me today. If you're new to the podcast, a special warm welcome to you. And if you're a returning listener for the second time, I'm sending you a virtual high five right now. It's fantastic to have you back for another episode. Now, before we dive into today's topic, I want to take a moment to share what Magnolia Motherhood is all about. This podcast is a space where we explore being a mom, being a Christian mom, being a Christian wife, and just being a woman in general. It's a journey of being open and honest and raw. At the end of every segment, I will share with you guys a story that I was sent from someone who is needing encouragement or advice. I truly encourage you guys to help them out with positive comments in the comment section if you're watching from YouTube. If you are on the other end of this though and need advice or encouragement, feel free to find us on Instagram and send us a message. Everything is strictly private and no names are ever given out. You know, I started this podcast because I'm truly passionate about the Lord and motherhood. I believe that we all struggle in some way, shape, or form, and I wanted to create a platform where we could dive deep in this together. During each episode, I'll be your guide through different aspects of motherhood from a Christian standpoint. Whether I'm sharing personal stories, interviewing inspiring guests, or discussing raw truth and pointing you back to the Lord. My aim is to make this time we spend together both enlightening and encouraging. One of the things that sets Magnolia Motherhood apart is our strong sense of community. I encourage you to engage, whether it's leaving comments, reaching out via social media, or subscribing to the podcast. Alright, enough about the podcast. Let's get into the good stuff. Welcome. This is Magnolia Motherhood. I am your host, Lizzie Wynn. This makes podcast number three. I first just need to apologize to you guys. Um, I did not get this podcast out when I was supposed to. Life has been chaotic. Um, My husband left. He is gone with... uh, the Marines, they are doing a training exercise. Um, he'll be back sometime soon. And, you know, you never want to go into too many details. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> we are trying to navigate through him being gone. Um, my son is, like, going through a... He's going through a rough time. And I don't think it's because my husband left, per se. I mean, I know that has something to do with it. But I also think that it's the teething and the clinginess and the whining and oh my. Uh, He is 18 months old. So I think they go through like like a little regression So we are just trying to get through day by day. I will say that this podcast is going to be about what do we do when God says, not right now. We, we as Christians, uh, we 
We do not like being told no. I think that's anybody, honestly. I don't even think that you have to be a Christian to not like being told no. But I will also say that it is, it's hard for us to, to be told not right now. That has been a thing that I struggle with that I don't, oh, I hate it so much. I'm actually going through, and not right now. I kind of shared you guys with my last podcast a the story about the the miscarriages and being told that we may not be able to have any more and God's just telling us not right now. I I can say from experience that when God told us not right now, the last time we went through this uh, the miscarriage ordeal before we had my son. It was a not right now. And looking back, man, looking back, I can see why. I can see the timing. I can understand that his plan was so much better than mine. And I can share a little bit about that with you guys. I, you know, we had our miscarriage and it wasn't that we couldn't have babies It's just miscarriages are common and nobody talks about them. So during that, not right now, we, we were told, try again, keep trying until, you know, you have a baby. Um, we kept trying. So it was at that point, it was just a matter of when it was God's time. It wasn't up to us. So when we got pregnant the first time um we were living in a one-bedroom apartment the timeline of when that baby was supposed to be born was september of 2021 we were going to be wrapping up at the place we were at in the upstate that i was talking about last podcast We were supposed to be moving away from there to where we are here in October of 2021. Now, looking back, I didn't think about any of this. I was just, oh, we're going to have a baby and the baby's due. It's September 2021. That's my favorite time of the year. It's fall, kind of, sort of. (laughs) Not, Not in the South, but you know. So I was excited. I was like, I cannot wait. But now looking back, we lived in a one-bedroom apartment. We we were going to be moving the next month. So we was going to be moving with a brand newborn, um, maybe not even a month later. <clears throat> so we didn't we didn't have a clue about any of that like but now man now looking at it when god allowed us to get pregnant the second time with my son the timing could not have been any more better we were moved in this home we got pregnant before we moved down here and our church up there They threw us a baby shower. I don't even think I was 20 weeks yet. Give or take. I don't know. 
but they threw us a like a kind of a farewell baby shower and it was the sweetest thing so we got to move down here with all the baby stuff and it was perfect i got to put it everywhere i wanted to however we had we got you know we got situated we got settled in this home we got our the his birthday was due february 18th 2022 <clears throat> and god's timing was just all over that it was incredible <clears throat> excuse me i'm sorry you guys i have been drinking a don't judge me pumpkin spice um frappuccino and it has coffee in it but it also has cinnamon in it and the cinnamon it kind of messes with my throat i guess after a little while so anyways back to god's timing <laughs> sorry i'm sidetracked so you know when we look back and we see why god said not right now we we know why so it was it was all perfect my son was born on february 22nd 2022 so he has a 2222 <laughs> birthday and that day fell on a tuesday so he was like a tuesday baby it was perfect so i can't stress that enough god's timing is everything and i i keep trying to tell myself okay you know his plan and his timing is perfect don't stress don't worry about it let him bring you a baby when he is ready and i know firsthand that that is easier said than done when we are going through storms and we're in the valley we don't want to hear oh god's got a plan don't worry go to bed let god handle it we know all that we know all that but do you think we want to hear it no this flesh does not want to hear that but it has we have to like it keeps us going if we did not get encouragement from those around us we wouldn't make it that's plain and simple if you went every single day and you didn't talk to anyone right didn't talk to a single soul and you are going through one of the biggest storms in your life how are you going to get out of it you're going to be depressed upset um you have nobody to talk to and i know you know there's some of us moms out there who just does not get out of the house um we should we should go we should get out the house we should go grab a coffee with a friend take the kids to the park um just get out go do something for yourselves you deserve it but if we didn't get out i know we just we talk to the lord we talk to our kids all day but we need that adult interaction with my husband being gone oh man let me tell y'all <laughs> i have been in the house and i get out and i go to the gym that clears my head relieves so much stress and i feel so much better when i get home it's like i want don't y'all don't judge me i want to be around my son when i get home 
<clears throat> there are there are times where I'm just here and I feel like a zombie. I feel like my son is just driving me nuts <laughs> through his teething and his whining and clinginess. And I come home from the gym or, you know, whatever. And I just, I feel so much better. So mama, get out. Go enjoy something for yourself. <clears throat> I'm going to redirect a little bit um, and just get back onto topic and talk about, you know, what do we do when God says not right now? So there's a difference between God saying no, flat out no, and God saying not right now. And I think that we we know when it's a plain no. And I think we know when it's not, it's not right now. Either way, a hard no is a hard no. There's no way around that. I think that it's challenging and frustrating. Uh, especially when we were hoping for a different outcome or a different answer. But, and we all know, pray Wait, trust on the Lord. We know, we know that. But, you know, I kind of just wanted to encourage some of you with some Bible knowledge, Bible scripture to, to be an encouragement and to point you back to the Lord and hopefully help you dive deeper into your Bible and show you that not right now is not always a bad thing. So first and foremost... We have to accept that God's timing isn't isn't our timing. Um, our timeline, we think we have a timeline in our head. <laughs> and we think that, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this. And I'm going to get married this, this age. I'm going to have kids at this age. I'm going to be retired by this age. And my life's going to be complete. But we tend to forget that it's not up to us. Um, I know friends that struggle because, you know, they think that they were meant to do this, but God, that's not what God wanted. Um, I can take y'all down this long story about my career path and where I thought I was supposed to be and how these doors opened. And I was like, oh yeah, God wants me down this road. And the door got slow, so it, it closed so quickly towards the end of when I was just about to finish school. One semester left, and the door just smack closed. And you want to talk about heartbreak? That's that was the hardest two years of my life in school, and I was barely getting by. There's people that were in that program with me that can tell you, like, yeah. Lizzie, you know, she, she was struggling and I was struggling. Um, but each semester I got by and I passed and I was like, okay, I'm starting to get the hang of this. And then I think what ended up killing me was when COVID came in and we got behind in things and we couldn't go to our clinic days and we got so behind in our clinic hours and 
by the time we were able to go back in school and go back to clinic, it got to be a lot on me. A lot of people don't know this story. Um, close friends and family obviously know, but I had someone on Facebook the other day just ask me, wait, I thought you were doing respiratory. <laughs> and I don't get me wrong. I love respiratory. And I told my husband, I was like, you know, maybe later on in life, I will go back to respiratory and try again because I loved it so much. I loved parts of respiratory that respiratory therapists don't even like to do. And that's, that's weird. My teacher saw us crazy for that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go again into all the details, but just take my word on it. Um, so anyways, you know, I went through two years of respiratory school and we had one semester left and I failed a clinic uh, class by two points. And you want to talk about defeated. Oh, man. I cried and cried, and I thought my my life was over. But little did I know, that was the start of a whole different path for me. You know, and I, I so I still had my little small business going, my boutique that I still do now. I started that in 2020. When COVID and all that came through, I started embroidering. So I did that in school. Well, then when I found out that I failed out of uh, respiratory school, I got pregnant. And at the school that I was at, my teachers told me what I could do was go back in with the next class, the class that was behind me. They knew I was moving, so we knew like I couldn't complete the program. But they said, why don't you just fall back in with the next class? And then by then, you know, we can weigh out our options. We can see if we can get you transferred to another college. Cool. Great. That was fine with me. Like, I didn't mind relearning things because, hey, I knew I, I needed to relearn and, and catch up and refresh my memory and learn things that I didn't learn the first go around because... We learned a lot, obviously. So I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. Um, it was embarrassing. It was humbling. <laughs> but I wasn't the only one that failed out of that class. So I think I had three or four other friends that had to go through the same process as I did. So it was comforting um, to have people go through the same process with you. So... You know, here I am in the next class, and I get pregnant, and that's when I went through miscarriage and all that um, a few months later, a month later, and if I would have been pregnant, or if I, yeah, if I would have been pregnant and gone through that miscarriage when I had my last semester of the program, I would have failed out. Uh, that that miscarriage did a lot to me um, mentally and emotionally. Um, so that I saw God's God's hand all in that. Um, a lot of people wouldn't look at it like this. They just think, "Oh, well, she's probably dumb and she failed out." 
but that's not the case. Um, you know, the whole COVID came in. I failed the class by two points, and it was a it was a clinic class. It was basically you have to get all these clinic hours, and you have to pass certain. They were called checkoffs. You'd have to go into the hospital in front of your clinic instructor and perform on an actual patient and stuff like that. And I just, I felt it by two points. And there was, you know, and I didn't expect them to go, oh, it's just two points. We'll, we'll scoot her on by. I didn't expect that to happen. Um, but if I would have went through the miscarriage my senior year, my last my last uh, semester in that program, then I wouldn't have made it. God was preparing me to be home uh, with my husband, going through that miscarriage with him. And I did end up graduating with an associate's degree. One of my respiratory teachers was like, hey, I think you literally need one more class and you can get this degree. And so that's what I did. Um, the summer before we moved here, I took one class online and passed it with an A and got my degree. I was going to transfer a respiratory program down here where we are now, but they don't have respiratory program down here. So I was at a loss. I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, my husband He was just trying to be supportive. He told me just to, you know, continue with the business and pray about it. So I did. I prayed. And I I think before we moved here, I was talking to a girl at the church in Greenville. And she's a school teacher. And I, a long time ago, I felt like God called me to be a teacher and I ignored that calling. I did not want to be a teacher. I was like, ain't no way. The women who, the men and women who teach are angels in my book. They are beyond teachers. They are janitors. They, they are artists. They are um, mom and dad for a day. It, they're everything beyond a teacher. So I was like, I cannot do that. I love kids, but I don't want to be with them all day, every day. So I ignored that calling, and I continued to go down the respiratory path. And that's, yeah, all that happened. So I started praying, and I started talking to a lady at my church. And I was told my whole life, you would make a great teacher. And I was like, mm, no, what I though? <laughs> what I? <laughs> so when I started praying, I just felt that tug from the Lord telling me to be a teacher. So here I am now. Um, I'm passing every single class with an A. I have a 4.0. And I don't brag, I don't like to brag about that, um, but it, it amazes me how when you're where you're supposed to be with the Lord, 
how everything aligns perfectly. I wasn't doing so hot in respiratory. I was not making A's. My grades were more like low B's and C's. Um, and here I am in teaching and everything just comes naturally. And I'm making A's. That's crazy for me because, wow. So that goes to tell you how God's not right now um, is is a better plan than than ours is. And that is why I went down that little hole, rabbit hole, <laughs> trying to tell you guys why his no and not right now for me in, in my career path, which I thought was my, my idea, my, I'm going to do it my way. And God was just like, no, you're not. And now I see why he has such a better plan for us in our lives than we could ever imagine. But it's so hard for us to let go and be like, oh, I should just follow God's plan. Normally it takes us some time to actually submit to that and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to let God take over and I'm going to follow him. I don't understand why that's so hard for me. I don't know about you guys, but it's hard for me to just, okay, you're right, God. You're right. You do it. I'm, I'm just going to shut up and listen to you. So, yeah. So first and foremost, for, sorry, I can't speak. First and foremost, we just have to accept that his timing does not align with ours all the time. We have to trust that there is a divine plan at work. And God may have a reason for delaying your request or desire. And looking back, like I said, I can I can see why. So, uh, something else that we can do during that is just to pray and seek for God's guidance. Um, ask Him for clarity. Lord, you know, why is the answer not right now? And he will reveal it in his own time. He will reveal it. Sometimes insights may come to you over time. And sometimes, you know, God will reveal his His plan for you. But it, it's not always right away. That's where the patience and trust comes in. That's another hard word, patience and trust. So, um, we have to cultivate patience and just persevere. God's timing is not always immediate, but it may be the perfect ending in the long run. So we have to stay faithful and trust, trust in God that the right moment will come for us. We have to try to understand why the timing isn't right. We have to seek his understanding, which is hard to do, especially like when some of us don't even know how to seek him. But I will tell you, open up that Bible. Say, Lord, sometimes, okay, sometimes you can have a devotion plan 
I have a devotion plan right now that I'm following. But sometimes I just take my Bible and I, I hold it and I'm like, Lord, I pray that whatever I open this Bible, you just give me something that you want me to learn, something you want me to know. Um, you know, I give me what I stand in need of. And I usually just open it. And it, whatever page it lands on, I start reading. And I keep reading. And keep reading. Until I get that, okay, you can stop. And then, usually uh, after that, I'll reflect back on what I read. And if I don't understand something, I'll read it again. And by the end of my devotion, or the end of my time that I spend with the Lord, I'm in tears. I'm weeping. Because I see what it is he wanted me to know. Um, reflection is, is something we should do every day. Reflect back and, you know, why did I read what I read? What is God trying to tell me? And just remember that he's not, he's not here to hurt you. You know, or for you to be mad at him because he didn't allow something to go your way. It's not always about our way. It's about his way. God doesn't care about our feelings like that. He, all he cares about is us being faithful to him. And if you want to get technical, we are selfish. We are selfish human beings who want everything when we want it. We want it right now. I think I even remember my preacher talking about this one time now that I'm saying it out loud, but ah, I wish I had the notes on my hand. But he said, God doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> I can just hear my preacher. God don't care about your feelings. <laughs> and if you go to my church, y'all better hush. <laughs> Um, but I'm, you know, he really doesn't, he just cares about us being faithful to him and seeking him and getting closer to him. You know, we go through trials in this, in this life because he is trying to draw us closer to him. He, <laughs> and I, I've heard three times, three times this week from random people, God does not give just any situation to anyone <clears throat> he won't give you no more than you can't handle but you know sometimes i think he does people say that all the time god won't give you no more than he can ha that you can handle yes he does he does and that if you don't see if if god has never pushed you to your limit then you need to get closer to him because god is going to give you more than you can handle so you can run to him i'm just saying it makes sense. If you think about it, why would God be like, okay, here's this little bitty problem that she can fix all on her own and won't need me for? If you're watching on YouTube, yes, you see my face. <laughs> like, hello, God's going to give us more than we can't handle. Why? Like, okay, with my whole fertility issues here, you know, hello, like, 
if it was just as simple as going and getting pregnant all by myself, then I can do that. But now we're having some hormone issues. And yes, I can work out. I can eat better. I can take these vitamins. And maybe it helps. But in all reality, I could just go get in my little prayer closet. Get down on my knees by my bed. And cry out to him. Lord, please, I'm begging you, send me one more baby. If I could get pregnant on my own, then we wouldn't be in this situation. God does give us more than we can handle. And, you know, we should be thankful for that because when we get on the other side of that valley, Guess who's already there? He is. I know I keep getting off all the topics, but it's okay. I think somebody needed to hear that. And I think I needed to hear that myself. I'm telling y'all, this podcast wasn't designed for me to get noticed. This podcast happened because the Lord said, hey, I'm using you. I need you to reach people. So here I am. I'm trying to reach people. Um, I've got notes on one side of my screen. So if you see me like looking over that way, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's to all my YouTubers. Y'all don't, y'all don't judge me. I am not fancy and technical, uh, technology savvy and know how to edit. And I don't care about all that. I'm not here for editing and all that right now. I'm just here to help you uh, get closer to the Lord and encourage you and myself (laughs) because apparently I need encouragement too because I'm over here like tearing up. Anyways, (laughs) so, you know, so I said last thing was to seek his understanding and try to understand, you know, why God's timing isn't right. And to like ask, you know, ask him to reveal it to you. And he will in his in his time. We just have to be patient and wait on the Lord. Um something else I wrote down. Are there things you need to learn or experiences you must go through before your request can be fulfilled? You know, that's something else to think about. Like, what if We've got to go through a few more things in order for our prayer to be answered. And I, you know, I'm trying to think, like, if we did have this this baby here, if that baby, the baby would have been born in February of 2024, correct? Yes. Um, the baby was due two days after my son's birthday. And... We are in a three-bedroom home. I've taken this one room here, and I've created it into my office. I do embroidery. I do screen printing. I do podcasting. I read my Bible in here at times. And my son has one room across the hall here. And then me and my husband's room is in the back of the house. 
So, if we were to have another baby right now, we would have no room for that baby. It's either I take all the stuff out of this office and have nowhere to work. I'd have limited space. Um, obviously, that's that was our only option. We were going to put the baby in this room. And I would, I was just gonna have to figure it out. Um, the, the thing is with that though is, we tried to look into bigger houses to try and sell this one, and it just came down to we can't afford that right now. That interest rate is like beyond, beyond anything I've seen. So I'm trying to factor that in, you know, our maybe right now we have to just live here until God moves us, uh, military, you know, with all that, because the next house that we are going to live in will be a four bedroom. We will request a four bedroom. We're probably not going to buy another house until my husband retires and that that was our plan we wanted to build here to gain um you know when we sell we want to profit from this house so maybe the lord is just saying not right now because you guys can't move right now or you know you know i don't know i'm just thinking out loud there's just things that i know that we have to go through before our prayers get answered. That's not always the case, but most of the time it is. And that's like our first child that we miscarried. It was a not right now because look, look, we moved and we had another baby in this house where we had space instead of a one bedroom apartment. That would have been awful. <laughs> um, but we just, you know, keep an open heart and keep an open mind. Sometimes God, his delays are to lead to better opportunities or outcomes that we may not have even envisioned. I didn't envision all this when, you know, I told you guys that when we first got pregnant, I wasn't even thinking about like having to move with a newborn, um, a one bedroom apartment. Like I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just in my own head, not even realizing the factors of God saying, not right now. Uh, that's where the selfishness comes in. Um, so just, you know, try to keep open heart. Uh, we always know that we get out of that valley and we're like, man, if I would have just trusted God a little bit better, then, you know, we get through that valley and we're like, man, why didn't I trust the Lord? Or, you know, we stress about bills. And God has always provided the money for bills. But yet we stress and we worry and we're like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to pay for that. But God does. God always provides. And then we regret not trusting Him. And I don't know about y'all, but for me, when... When I go through that whole, I should have trusted God more and not stressed about that or lost sleep over that. 
I feel like garbage. I'm like, I suck as a daughter of Christ. And then it's like, I don't deserve the Lord. He's so far, so far better to me than I am to him. And I strive every day to to be a, a, a better daughter to him and to do what I need to do to grow and, and show him that I love him. And But we have this awful flesh. You know, we're going to fail him. And that's, you know, we can try as hard as we want, but there's always something that comes about that. Uh, did you read your Bible every day, 365 days a year? Whoa. <laughs> Hold up, Lizzie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been there. I don't, oh, man. There's been times where I just, like, stopped reading my Bible. Uh, I can say, like, the past two, three years now, that, that, no, we can't have that. We have got to stay in our Bible. Um, but I'm telling y'all, our flesh, our flesh is weak and we have to stay in our Bible. We have to pray to keep, to basically it's, it's us against our flesh. Okay. So we have to do something every day in order to beat the flesh. Cause if you don't read your Bible or you don't pray and, and talk to the Lord, I don't know about y'all, but my day goes crap. I would rather wake up early and read the Bible before my son wakes up than to read it late at night. Now I used to be opposite. I used to love reading my Bible at night, but there is something about opening that up with a nice, warm, hot cup of coffee first thing in the morning. Because then you don't set up your day. Your day is going to start off so great. And then it might go to crap. <laughs> but you know what? You've opened your Bible. God's prepared you for your day in that Bible. You know, somebody can cut you off going down the road. But guess what? You don't read your Bible. No enemy shall prosper. <laughs> That's a whole other topic in itself. Um, so while you wait for God's timing, um, continue to stay in your Bible, continue to, to, to talk to, to God and, and just continue to draw close to him. You know, if we have the right efforts, then they could, they could always align with God's plan when his time is right. It's funny because a lot of people, when they get told no or not right now, they they get mad and they want to just blame God and push him away and run away and backslide. And Well, he didn't do what I wanted him to do, so I'm not praying anymore. And boy, that's the complete opposite of what you need to do. Get your butt home, read your Bible, and talk to God. Let Him know how you feel. And then you know what? I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. If you realize we get mad at Him sometimes for no reason, because later on in life we're apologizing to Him to get for getting mad at Him in the first place. 
Sometimes I, sometimes I'm like, man, why did I get mad at him? He literally answered my prayer. Or on the other hand, why did I get mad at him? He literally did better than I had ever imagined. See? Um, so, you know, there's a, another point that I'm reading and that I wrote down is trust your faith, hold on to your faith and trust in God's wisdom. Mm. That's hard. That's hard. That's really hard because we think that we knew. I told y'all earlier, we got this timeline for our life. And we picture it to be how we want it. Not thinking God's a lot wiser than we are. There's a song that I love to hear. Mm, He sees what we don't. And if you've never heard that song, please go listen to it. Um, That song, I listen to that song at least... Four or five times a week. It comes on when I'm in the gym. Or in the car. And. It's such a beautiful song. There's a. There's a few. I you know. Later out. Throughout podcasts. I'll. I'll you know. Refer a song. But that. That's one. Um. There's another one that I was sent. By a few friends. Going through this. This valley, it's a better broken. Uh, That's a beautiful song as well. And those songs are are what keeps me going. Um, Because it's like you hear a song and you're like, man, I felt like that. Or I'm going through that. God, God's got some talented people out there who sings to reach us. Um, you know, I, I love to sing, but mm, I get stage fright. <laughs> and I'm over here like, nope. I love y'all too much to let y'all hear all my shakiness in my voice when I sing in front of y'all. I'll sing with people. In a heartbeat, because they're up there going through the same thing as me. I sung in the choir at my old church. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to sing in front of people when you're by yourself. But I, I give all singers and artists talent. I give them that, you know, they've got talent. They've got talent. Okay, so anyways, remember that God's wisdom is higher than our wisdom. We, he is the seer of everything. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. He knows outcomes before they happen. When we get on the other side of the valley, he's there. He's been waiting for us. Sometimes God's over. You got this mountain, right? I'm going to give you a little visual for my YouTubers. You got a mountain. And you're going up this mountain slowly. Let's start it over. We're going up slow. And when you get to the top of the mountain, you still got to go over it. You got to go down it. You know? It's it's when you get to the top 
is when you see God. He's on top of the mountain. But once you get up and over that mountain, and he's there waiting for you, it's something you'll never you'll you'll never regret experiencing. Because that was a hard mountain to climb. And of course you're gonna have to go back down. You can go down it again and go through another valley. And another heartache, and another struggle, and another death, and another miscarriage, and another uh, divorce, and another mm, flat tire, and another, mm, I don't know, I can keep going. Your house caught on fire. You're going back down, you know? But guess what? God's going to help you. Get back up. You're going to get back up on top of that mountain. Mm. Those mountains are what helps us grow as a Christian, grow as a person, grow as a mom and a wife. And I, I believe that God puts us on these mountains. You know, when you go to the gym and you exercise, say you climb in the stair stepper. We all hate that thing. That thing is awful, right? We're climbing this stair stepper, <laughs> and we're climbing, and we're sweating, and we hurting. I don't know. Let's just say you you reach 30 minutes, and that was your goal. 30 minutes was your goal. You sweated for 30 minutes. You were hurting for 30 minutes. You didn't think you could make it for 30 minutes. Your legs are tired. Your legs are weak. Your heart's beating so fast that you probably can't breathe. I know I can't. But once you reach that 30 minutes, what have you gained? Confidence. You feel accomplished. You notice that you're starting to get definition in your legs. And wow, you know, you've lost weight. We all love losing weight. You've accomplished your goals. Climbing up that thing for 30 minutes. And you feel better. So when you start climbing up that mountain with the Lord. And you go through all those heartaches and those trials and tribulations. And you get on up there to the top of the mountain. It was worth it. And so we we don't when we're going through the valley we don't see it then we're just uh, why are you putting me through this I don't deserve this this isn't fair for me I don't want to do this today why am I going through this but when we get to the top we're like oh now I see we get to that mountain and we see why God says not right now this is why. Or when God, on the way up that mountain, he shut that door. And we get to the top of the mountain, and we're like, oh, that's why he shut the door. Those mountains are, are what molds us and creates us to, to be closer to him. Those not right nows are what drives us closer to him. And you know, if you 
if you're going through it and you're going through a knot right now or no or you're the door just slammed in your face what's that saying when god closes the door praise him in the hallway until he opens the other door i mean that is the the truest thing i've ever read i don't even know where that quote or who quoted it so i can't give them credit but y'all know which quote i'm talking about that is the most perfect quote for this podcast when god closes that door praise him in the hallway till he opens another one and something else we can do we can reach out to our our friends our mentors our preacher our preacher's wife another spouse like another mom reach out to somebody because you never know if someone's been through that same struggle that same valley that same mountain that same heartache you know so when i went through my first miscarriage so many women that i had no idea went through a miscarriage they reached out to me they told me their story they made me feel better and so when i went through my miscarriage oh my gosh i don't know what that was and i'm sorry but i'm not editing that out because that just scared the mess out of me and i don't know what it was and if you go on youtube don't talk about my red face because that scared me anyways i am so sorry that's the devil for you anyways after we come back from that short clip <laughs> um but when i went through my first miscarriage i i posted about it and I wanted other women to see that it, it, you're not alone. I'm here. If you go through a miscarriage, reach out to me. I will be there for you. I've had friends that, that went through a miscarriage that reached out to me, and, and they were like, what did you do to to feel better? And, and how long did it take you? And little questions like that that, I could answer, um, but I would not have been able to make it without the Lord and without these other women who went through the same thing. So reach out to someone who, who can help you and to pray with you. And if anything, if you need someone, please message me, reach out to my inbox, email me. Um, maybe I can like, uh, text or call you if you need somebody to pray with i am here um and i think the last point that i want to make before i I move on to our um our mother who is struggling or wife who's struggling um focus on the blessings that god has given you I know it's hard to do that when you're struggling and and stuff like that, but when my biggest quote that I've had in my head since going through this second miscarriage is, even in the valley, God is still good. And I think I touched that, touch base on that, my last podcast. But it's so true, and it's so good to hear again. Like, I woke up and... My house was still here. Me and my son didn't get, you know, burglarized in the middle of the night. You know? 
so many blessings around us that God gives us that we take for granted and we don't really think about. Um, so just, you know, focus on, on the blessings that, that God's given you. And hopefully that can give you some gratitude and help you have a positive outlook while you're waiting on God's timing to unfold. Um, and I just wanted to go over, there's a few Bible verses that I uh, wrote down. Um, Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not be faint. Um, Psalms twenty-seven, fourteen: Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And let's do one more. Uh, let's do two more, sorry. So we've got Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This one is uh, a Bible verse that I cling to every time I'm trying to trust in the Lord with a, pro- a problem or something. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That is the perfect, perfect Bible verse for those valleys. And last but not least, Ecclesiastes 3.1 To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So that ends today's session. I will um, pause for a second and I need to grab the um, oh, 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 oh. the um I can't think right now. The the lady who is going through a trial, a mountain. And I encourage you guys to help put in some uh, comments for her. If you listen this far. And try to be an encouragement to her. If you've gone through this yourself, um, anything will help. Prayer, you know, anything like that. So here we go. I would like to ask for prayers for my marriage. We have been married 12 years and have four young kids, and I am a stay-at-home mom. I have been out of work for 10 years now. We are recovering from infidelity. My husband had an affair, and we were about 10 months from when I found out. Everything I thought I knew about him and us has been destroyed. We have been trying to make things work. At this point, I think everything about him is a lie and I feel helpless. I have been praying that God shows me who this man is. I am praying for wisdom and discernment and strength to do what is God's will for my family. But I just don't know how we are going to heal from this. We need God's divine intervention to help me see his truth and to find peace. Thank you. So... I can't speak on that, but I know that I know I can give you all the encouraging words of keep praying, keep doing what you're doing, keep seeking God. Um, There's women out there that's going through or has been through the same things as you, Christian women. I know as a 
young girl, I watched my mom go through this. My parents are still together. Um, and I know it's hard. I've watched her struggle with trusting him and believing what he says. It got to the point where like my dad had to leave for a few weeks. Um, my mom kind of just kind of kicked him out. And a lot of people don't know that about my, my parents. And if it got down to it, I don't, I don't think it's a secret anymore. I mean, our whole church knew and my dad got in front of my church and publicly apologized and he made things right with my mom. Um, I know it's a lot, not just for you, but for your children, especially when they're old enough to understand what's going on. When I was, I was too young to like fully understand. And I never told anybody this, but when I got older and understood what happened, I kind of resented my dad for a little while. And I wasn't as close to him as I, I used to be. Um, everything's good now, like, to the, you know, it, it's not like that anymore. But I resented him. I, I kind of was, like, just not as close and, and didn't want to open up or talk to him as much. Um, I honestly would reach out to your church, your local church, if you're not in church. Um, I would definitely start going, reach out to your preacher, um, maybe do counseling, uh, talk with your kids, you know, especially the ones that are old enough to understand, uh, and let them know, like, everything's going to be okay. Um, and just... Keep the faith, lady. Keep the faith. I know I always, you know, think about things like that if it was to happen in my marriage. And I don't know if I can say my husband would still be alive. <laughs> I mean, we can joke about that, but um, it, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to give someone advice if you've never been put in that situation so I don't want to say the wrong thing but I will say that I'm praying for you I you know I've got your information so I'm going to keep in touch with you and um, see how things have been going but all I can say is cling to Jesus he will help get you through this he will help show you um, when you can trust your husband again and you know, pray for your husband. And even if you're not going through a trial like this, pray for your husband anyways. They need it. They need it. Um, there's so much temptation in this world that kills marriages. And I just, that's one thing I pray every day. Lord, keep the temptation away from my husband. It will never hurt to pray for your husband. Um, so we are praying with you. We're praying for you. And I'm hoping that someone who has been through this will, that are watching on YouTube, or if you're not watching on YouTube, 
I encourage you to go find the YouTube and put in the comment section of what she can do, help her. And um, we're going to wrap up this number three podcast. And I am excited to to get it out. And I'm praying that um, this will be an encouragement for someone. And I'm also encouraging you guys that if you're going through a journey or you're needing some kind of advice or you're just wanting us to pray with you, reach out to my inbox or email. Um, and I will, you know, put it out here on the podcast and, and hopefully you get encouraged by someone else or someone who's, who's listening can pray for you anything like that, you guys just reach out to me and I will be here. I will be here. But thank you guys for podcast number three. I am excited to see what the rest of this podcast journey holds. And until next time.